Hello everyone, this is your host Ramakrishna from Usha Investment Group LLC. Welcome back to Multifamily AP360, the show where we discuss 360 degrees views on mindset, passive and active multifamily investing. For those who are looking for tips, strategies, best and challenging experiences. Also, I request you to share it with those who might benefit and leave a rating and review. Today's our guest is Anthony Scandariato from Red Knight Properties. Welcome, Anthony. Rama, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Sure, likewise. And a little bit about Anthony. Anthony is the co-founder and managing principal of Red Knight Properties. Red Knight Properties is a privately held boutique multifamily and mixed-use real estate investment and property management company with a track record of building and managing properties portfolios that deliver dependable cash flow and equity upside. Red Knight currently has over 100 million in asset under management with 800 plus units up and down the East Coast. So with that, Anthony, you want to add anything to your background? No, I think you did a great job. I really appreciate you having us on. And as you mentioned, we are uh, we're a you know, multifamily investment firm. Um, so we partner with individuals, mostly high net worth individuals to acquire uh, real estate together, you know, and that we're the operator, we do the day-to-day management. And, you know, with the management comes property management. We have an in-house property management company as alongside our investment company. So just wanted to reiterate that. Got it. Yep. Thank you very much. So how did you get into real estate and multifamily space, Anthony? Yeah, um, got into real estate and multifamily, you know, by, um, you know, kind of what I used to work for another sponsor for about six, six and a half years before starting Red Knight Properties, uh, my firm now. And, you know, prior to that, I was in a, you know, startup company, you know, consumer products and retail and uh, realized that I wasn't passionate about that particular industry. Um, Had a couple of family members in the real estate business, always fascinated me, started talking to them. They were buying some, they had some smaller multifamily properties and had some family in the business on the back end, you know, accounting side and started talking to them and really, um, you know, liking what I was hearing, you know, read a few, you know, notable books like Rich Dad, Poor Dad, you know, um, Millionaire Multifamily Investor and, um, you know, just really got hooked on it and ended up, you know, uh, you know, leaving that startup and, you know, working for a real estate sponsor who was focusing on multi-tenant class A office buildings up and down the East Coast, and um, you know started out as an analyst there. Uh, it was a small team, um, you know, from the corporate side. Got to learn a lot. Basically, helped them grow their portfolio from. 600 million and under as you know assets under management to a little bit over a billion within that you know six six and a half year time frame uh basically you know spearheaded the uh, acquisitions uh for the team that's kind of what my role grew into and uh got to see pretty much you know everything from property management construction management leasing um you know tenant relations um uh helped raise equity um help place debt um, you know, sourced a couple of deals and, you know, really got to be hands-on and got the cradle of the grave experience with that. So, um, you know, obviously learned a lot while I was there and started buying some smaller multifamilies on the side, two families, some fix and flip type of deals, um, a couple of buy and holds. 
uh, on my own with basically the money I made from the day, the nine to five. And then I met, you know, my current business partner through a co- former co- colleague of mine um, who wanted to invest in multifamily on an active basis. I'm kind of partner with someone who has a little bit of knowledge um, and experience. And so ended up partnering with, with him, uh, ended up buying 70 units together from 2018 to 2019, uh, part-time on the side. And then, you know, basically uh, turned a couple, you know, it was all value add, a multifamily and mixed use. So mixed use with, you know, ground floor retail and apartments above uh, in our local market uh, where we're based out of New Jersey. Um, and, you know, we're able to acquire those, turn them around. We did a couple of cash out refis. And then we, we started looking at some um, larger deals, you know, 50 plus units in our local market. And that's when we got one under contract kind of late 2019 and ended up, you know, doing the syndication model where, you know, we brought on additional, you know, partners, you know, slash investors into that deal. And then we operated and managed it. I went full time basically once that deal closed. Um, and, you know, we, we've since kind of, you know, executed on the business plan and went through the, um, the full cycle event on that one. So basically from there till now, um, you know, from that 70 units, you know, started to grow to 120. And then, um, you know, we got another 64 units and uh, 48 unit and a 76 unit. So it kind of just springboarded from there um, to where we are today, you know, kind of mid 2022, um, where we're recording this. So that's to make a long story short. Got it. And thank you for sharing that. So you you guys are focusing on 5,200 units range or uh, yes, um, it's getting a little bit larger now um, that we're recycling capital, and bringing on additional partners. Um, so you know we're we've we do like the fifty two hundreds. We like the middle market anywhere from five to twenty million in deal size, and you know we're able to find assets that are underperforming or you know mismanaged, and we're able to come in there. And we like our controlling our own property management. Uh, which is something we did from the start. We never third-partied anything. And, um, you know, I think it's it's a lot of work. There's a lot that goes into it. And, you know, some days I think, is this worth it? But it's it's for us, it's more of having the control and, um, you know, kind of being the one that is making the, you know, making sure everything gets done on the ground and uh, everything gets renovated on time. And we're, you know, meeting our business plan milestones because, um, you know, if anything goes wrong, it's really on us. We can't just blame a third party manager. And I think, you know, that kind of holds holds our feet to the fire a little bit more on, you know, deals that we're putting together. Got it. Yeah, definitely in-house property management will help you to uh, help, you know, controlling, the, you know, what's going inside, so under renovation, all those stuff. Uh, share me like, you know, some best practices uh, around, you know, building an in-house property management and you know, what are the key elements uh, we need? Yeah, you, you need to have a team in place or, you know, you need to build up your team. Um, you know, we have a senior property manager who kind of oversees um, our property management software. So software is a big component of it. We have investor relations software. We have, you know, workflow software. And, you know, we have, you know, a hire, you know, we made a hire. We didn't make that hire right away. We made that hire after we bought a couple of larger 50 plus units. Um, so we had the cash flow coming in in order to spread it out across all the properties uh, to afford that expense because we didn't, you know, starting out. So having that on our team was essential. And then we have a, a bookkeeper, a full-time bookkeeper on our team, you know, to do the, you know, day-to-day accounting on our properties. Um, and, you know, outside of that, we have our on the ground. 
uh, maintenance technicians and leasing agents in each location. Some locations we have multiple properties, so we have maybe one to two spread out amongst multiple properties. Um, you know, but what comes down to in terms of the team that you want to, you know, you're building out are, you know, finding good employees and, you know, loyal employees. We try to keep our employees that are good, happy, and, um, you know, because it is a high turnover, higher turnover business than others. Um, cause you know, it is difficult dealing with tenants on a day to day basis. Um, and, uh, you know, it's not for everybody. Um, so, you know, we try to treat our employees like family and, you know, it definitely hopefully serves us in the long run, but it's, it, it is, um, a lot of work. Um, you have to do your due diligence on your hires. Um, you know, we do a background check, credit check, just like you would screen a tenant renting a property from you. Very similar process. Um, you know, you know, interview process, obviously, um, some technical questions depending upon the role. Uh, we look for certifications, you know, especially in assets we have in Florida, you know, where HVAC could be your largest expense from a repair standpoint. Um, you know, we try to look for maintenance technicians that have HVAC certifications and have gone to some sort of schooling for it. And we, we, we will pay for it. It is worth the extra expense um, in the wage for someone with that type of skill. Got it. And your first hire was project uh, property management, right? Property manager. Yes. The first hire was a property manager, uh, senior property manager, uh, remote property manager. Uh, like I said, oversees um, collections. Uh, she now oversees our leasing. Pretty much every, she oversees everybody on site and she oversees collections and move-ins and move-outs, um, new leases, renewals. Um, we kind of have a hybrid model where not everybody, you know, we don't have leasing agents on site. We kind of have roaming leasing agents and roaming maintenance techs. And then, you know, someone from my office um, manages that process. Got it. So how that working like, uh, I mean, remote uh, leasing agent stuff? Well, we don't have remote leasing agents. We have just our remote senior pro property manager. Um, our leasing agents are in the location. They just might not have a, a unit or an on-site office because they have other jobs. They're, you know, they're more outsourced sort of um, to, you know, usually we partner with the brokerage like, uh, you know, realty executives or exp realty on that front yep. and uh, the maintenance technicians either live in the area where they do live on site in one unit so so you're there you're using them as need basis right or part-time basis right uh for the leasing agent yes um, but it does turn into somewhat full-time depends how much work they have and um, the maintenance tech is a full-time position got it and would you also share any challenging experiences uh as in-house property management yeah, like I said, um, you know, screening t uh, talent is key. Uh, we had a, we made a couple hires early on in the beginning just to referrals from tenants in the building, which is you should never do that. No matter how nice they are, you should still run a background check and you know um, screen them just like you would anybody else. So um, made that mistake before, but definitely learned from it. Um, and it's, it's all about finding good help because they can kind of make or break your operations um, on the ground and, you know, stall your business plan and not get things quicker as quick as you'd like. But, you know, fortunately, we we're able to recognize a few of the pain points early and make quick decisions and, um, you know, uh, maneuver quickly so we can um, move on in our business plan. Got it. Got it. And what is your source for hiding these talents, these resources? Um, we use Indeed.com. Um, there's some other websites that we we post on. Um, I mean, you post on Indeed, you'll get tons of resumes. Um, if you pay for it, you'll get not as many, but you'll get more specialized resumes. I'd, in my experience, so um, Indeed has definitely been our number one source for new hires. Got it. So, how exactly you know uh, renovations you're handling in house? You no. Know? 
Are you outsourcing yes. some stuff? Or are you handling everything inside in house? Yeah, it depends on each location. Um, you know, some locations we have the maintenance tech doing the renovations because the property is in pretty good shape already, and maybe they just need to paint and do. Uh, flooring, new flooring. Um, if, if there's anything outside of that, then we have partnerships with general contractors and vendors in the area that we will outsource. Um, so, you know, we don't have a GC. We don't have that. We don't really have like an in-house construction team. Um, it's more of, you know, the maintenance tech can handle, you know, the renovations. And most of the deals we're buying are light value add, sometimes medium value add where we're going in and changing flooring, you know, changing backsplashes in the kitchen, changing countertops, changing or painting cabinets, um, you know, renovating bathrooms, you know, not not really structural or really, you know, overhauling units that are in shell condition. Um, it's more of, you know, taking what's already there and improving it. So most of the times our maintenance techs will do it. Um, and, you know, maybe they'll have a helper to help them. Um, but, you know, we do have outside relationships as well that we will rely on um, to get things done in an efficient manner. Got it. Yeah. So from timeline and cost wise, uh, so what, what are the advantages of going with in-house? Um, the, if we do use the in-house renovations, um, it's definitely a lot cheaper because we're not paying labor. We're just paying the salary we're just, and we're paying for materials. So um, it might take a little bit longer to renovate than if we just, if we just hired somebody else. Um, but it depends on the depends on the business plan and on the asset. Um, if the asset is already cash, you know, income producing and doesn't need a lot of work, then we'll use the maintenance tax. Um, but if it needs like a, you know a lot more work and, it, and we want it done quickly, we will outsource. Got it. Got it. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Would you share any uh, any of your best real estate investing experience so far, Anthony? I wouldn't say it's the best experience. I think on the whole, it's it's been generally generally positive. Um, you know, moving forward, we need to be, you know, where we are in the cycle, just careful of, um, you know, our debt structures and, you know, uh, pro formating. Uh, we've always been pretty conservative in our assumptions, um, even prior to when, you know, the Fed had interest rates at near zero. I mean, they still do right now, pretty much. Um, so we're, you know, we're, we're making, we're just being a little bit more aware of that and trying not to get caught up in a rising interest rate environment with bad debt structure. So, um, you know, we're pretty bullish on the asset class moving forward. Um, you know, you just, but you just have to be smart about, you know, how you're buying the asset and why and what's your business plan. And, you know, nothing hasn't really, nothing's really changed for us because we've always had the same type of conservative mindset as, you know, we, we did before. Got it. So, and what's your current take on current market situation? Um, yeah, market situation, um, you know, still is pretty competitive. Um, you know, for us, we're expanding into new markets. The same thing happened to us. We started out in our local market and, you know, expanded a pretty good amount, you know, 250 units there. And then, um, you know, we're searching for opportunities for months and everything just didn't make sense. So we went to a neighboring state and we started buying there and learned the markets there and did well there. And then things got pricey there. So we kind of uh, diversified geographically. Um, and a lot of the markets where we invested, I have had experience in from working for my prior employer. So um, was very comfortable with the markets in the first place when we started expanding. So I think 
um, you know, moving forward, we just need to look at where each market is in the cycle and just be aware of that. And where can we still find yield in, you know, this um, rising rate environments where prices haven't really come down yet or started to settle out? Um, you know, it's kind of kind of status quo from where we were a couple months ago at this point. So uh, we're just being hyper focused on that and, and, you know, conscious of that moving forward. Got it. Yeah. And would you also share any of your challenging uh, real estate experience so far? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, we're, you know, like I said, we're, you know, moving forward with lots of different, um, you know, opportunities that came across our desk um, that we found interesting, um, but we're not jumping on, um, you know, 10 different deals a year. Typically, we do three to four deals a year. Um, so we're being very super selective. So just, you know, think of one deal a quarter, um, maybe less, but, you know, we, we, won't jump on a deal that we're not really excited about. And, you know, well, it, it, sometimes it takes us a few months to find a good opportunity and people get a little bit impatient with us, but then they thank us because, you know, we, hopefully we didn't put them in a bad investment. So, um, yeah, so we're, like I said, we're pretty bullish moving forward and yeah, there's definitely challenges along the way. I think that's good though, for people who have been in the business uh, for a while, because it's kind of been a uh, influx of capital into the asset class and it's driving up prices and it's, getting harder to buy. Um, I think a lot of those people are going to wean out because they relied on very, very, very cheap debt to make numbers work. And now that's you know not going to happen moving forward. So um, I think there's going to be more opportunities for sponsors that have been around for you know a cycle at least um, to know how this how this works and how to manage a risk during these times. Got it. Thank you. So any one advice that you you have received have impact on you? I mean, yeah, any any advice regarding team building has has been pretty beneficial. There's a lot of different, you know, podcasts that I listen to to, you know, help with, you know, my business uh, moving forward, but um I think, you know, the number one piece of advice that I got was, you know, don't be afraid to partner because I started out buying two families on my own and then it got to a point where I couldn't buy on my own again and needed more capital. So ended up partnering with different people and um, able to grow this business into, you know, what it is today. So don't be afraid to partner and, you know, to take calculated risks. It doesn't have to be risky, just take calculated risks. So, um, you know, those those two were definitely key in my mind. Awesome. Any books that impacted your life and what way? Yeah, um, there's some good ones like um, Miracle Mornings, really good by Hal Elrod. It's a little bit, that's not real estate, but it's, you know, still mindset related. It does come down to mindset too. Um, you need thick skin, I think, in this business. So, you know, that's a good one. There's obviously Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which is great. There's some other ones that I like too, um, but those are those are my top two. Got it. Yeah. How are you giving back to community? Um, yeah, uh, we're going to start, um, you know, we've, we've had some success over the past, you know, few years. So pretty involved in the Susan G. Coleman Foundation for Breast Cancer Awareness. I've lost um, family members to breast cancer. So moving forward, and that's going to be part of a mandate, we're going to donate, you know, a portion of our profits to um, to that foundation. So um, that'll be starting up pretty soon. Um, so pretty excited about that. Cool. And how can listeners can connect with you, Anthony? Yeah, you can go. We have a website. Uh, we have a special report on there. It's called How to Leave Your 9 to 5 Through Investing in Real Estate. And um, our website is rednightproperties.com. Um, red, red Knight with a K. Or you could just, my name, Anthony Scandariato.com, whatever. Um, so you can go on there, download that special report. You'll get an email with my contact information. Um, and, you know, I also have uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, you name it under Anthony Scandariato or Red Knight Properties. Awesome. And thank you, Anthony. Thanks for sharing 
in-house property management benefits and challenges. Thank you very much. Thank you, Rama. Sure. Thanks for listening to Multifamily AP360. Check out the show notes and grab the freebie on our website, ushacapital.com. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, share it with those who might benefit and leave a rating and review. Follow me on my social media. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you next time.